Um, thank you for the support, regular listeners. Uh, if tonight is the first time that you're listening to me, you're great. You, you're starting off 2020 on a good foot. And I, and I want to tell you, I appreciate your time. My regular listeners, we've been away for a little while, about a month. Um, you know, I had to, had to refresh and we want to come better and stronger uh, for 2020. Tonight on this weekend interview, my guest is um, Mr. Kent Vital. Kent Vital is the political leader of the Dominica Freedom Party. Yes, we are jumping right into the politics because politics is life. Everything in life is, the, is influenced by politics. And, and not so much that we're going to be talking party politics and all that because elections are over. But, um, you, you know, I, after the way the last elections went, I thought it was fitting to, to get a lay of the land, to figure out what's happening in Dominica, um, what are the feelings, what are the prospects, um, do we like where we are if we don't, how do we see ourselves getting out of it? And so Kent is, I invited Kent to come on, and I was very happy when he accepted my offer. And um, we're going to have an interesting discussion. So let me take my usual quick break. I am going to play the CARICOM anthem. It doesn't mean I feel any differently than I feel about CARICOM as a body. Um, but let's, let's listen to the anthem. And when we come back, I'm going to have Kent on the line from Dominica. And we're going to have a discussion about himself, the Ethereum Party, Dominica, um, and, and the future. It's a new year. Let's hear what, what great objectives are in store for, for us. All right, so stay tuned and we will be back. From many distant lands, our forefathers came, some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Waged and fought through victory and pain. By test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In homage to those gone before us, the heroes of lands in the sun, we vow to join hands and to focus on building. Caribbean, raise your voices high, sing of your Caribbean pride, sing it loud and strong, feel our hearts beat as one, celebrate in song, as we rise to heights where we Stronger than these 
And radio, we play the hits and wicked old school jams to bring back memories. memories. What's the word? The Dominica Calypso Association, alongside Flow, Dominica's number one telecommunication provider, and Joseph and Gabriel, local distributors of Heineken beer, Coca-Cola, and Swapito Water, present the grand semi-finals Saturday, February 8th, from 8:30 p.m. The stadium for cost. 20 Calitonians on one big stage. Your backup band, the Caribbean's number one party band, the Swinging Stars. Messier, the margin for errors will be very slim on that night. Nine will make it through to the finals. Eleven heads will roll. Yes, you heard right. Eleven heads will roll. The entrance fee is only $40 for standing and $50 for sitting. The grand semi-finals is on Saturday, February 8th from 8.30 p.m. at the stadium for cost. Presented by the Dominica Calypso Association, Flow Dominica, Heineken Beer, Coca-Cola, and Trapito Water. Other partners include Carib Trends and Easy Barrel, Fresh Market and Do It Center, Perkins Pizza, and Val Ferry. You know, there are many choices when it comes to domain registration, web hosting, and dedicated servers. But I have to tell you about Jocko Hosting. They're simply the best. With their 99.9% uptime guarantee, 24-7 sales and support teams, you'll never have to worry. Get in touch with them today. They offer plenty of other products and services like SSL certificates, managed WordPress, and more. Call or click today, 480-624-2500. Jocko.com. That's J-A-C-H-Q-O.com. The number one Caribbean radio station on the web. TDN Radio. TDN Radio. All right, listeners, we're back. Um, I know we haven't played the Caricom Anthem for a little while, because as you know, my regular listeners, I got really upset at Caricom and the way they deal with um, issues that affect the people of Caricom, where the leaders of Caricom uh, seem to circle the wagon and protect each other no matter what. And so I was not playing the character anthem for a little while, but I'm back to it because that's my way of keeping alive the dream of, of a one Caribbean nation. All right, you say a special good night to the folks who are listening to us in Dominica on RVR Jams. Um, I know we are, uh, through RVR Jams, we are on... Um, the television station, one of the television stations in Dominica. Let me, let me get the details from my producer, and I'll give it to you as we go along. But anyway, good night to those who are listening to us on RVR Jams in Dominica. And um, to you, my regular listeners, as I said, welcome back. First time for 2020. You know I never take your choice to listen to this weekend interview for granted. I know there's so much competing for your time and attention, so I appreciate you being there. New listeners, welcome. Stay with me throughout 2020. And I want everybody who is listening tonight to invite five people to listen next week. Because you know, every week we, we try our best to hit it out of the pack. Um, in terms of information, we bring it to you 
from a different angle. We make sure it's relevant, but we bring it to you from a different angle that you can get anywhere else. My guest tonight on this weekend interview is Mr. Kent Vital. Kent is not a stranger to, to TDN. He's been, he's been on um, with us a few times. He is the leader of the Dominica Freedom Party. He's an economist, a well-known consultant, does a lot of consulting work at the governmental level for, um, for, the, for the countries um, in the region, as far as bellies and, and so on. So, um, Kent, a very warm welcome back to you to TDN Radio, and I wish you all the best for 2020. It's very good to have you as my first guest for, for the year. Well, well, I'm honored. I'm honored to be your first guest, and I'm happy to be back, and um, let's hope there will not be um, a long break between my um, coming on your show again, so <laughs> let's, let's make this a more regular feature, uh, but I'm happy to be back, and um, to be talking to your listeners. Um, so just, just thanks, thanks for having me, man. No, it's a pleasure to have you. And I just got the information that um, if you have folks in Dominica, you, they can hear us, listeners, on um, DigiPlay, DigiPlay Channel 59. Um, RVF Jams is carrying um, this week in interview live. So, so listeners in Dominica who will get their the television service from DigiPlay um, on Channel 59, um, they can get us. So, so spread the word and let's get some um, more listeners in Dominica because so much of what we discuss on this weekend interview is relevant on the ground in Dominica. So one more way in which um, TDN Radio and this weekend interview can reach more listeners. So DigiPlay Channel 59, um, this weekend interview is live. So Kent... Um, uh, let's just start by asking you, um, of course, what, what, are, what are your assessment of 2019, which of course will include the general elections and the, uh, and the results and, and so on. I'm going to give you the, the chance to just, um, you know, paint a picture of, of, yeah. of, for the listeners of, of, of conditions on the ground in Dominica vis-a-vis uh, -vis a background of, of 2019, vis-a-vis -vis the election, the results of the election, um, and then we launch into, um, you know, the political environment and, and all of what we, how we can approach it. They say it might look at like a big elephant in front of us right now, and we have to start <laughs> eating it one bite at a time. So, so yes. let's, lay, let's lay the groundwork. I'm 2019 coming in 2020. Yes. Well, 2019 was dominated by by politics. Um, we had a, a government that was bent on remaining in power at any cost. Why? Because they had no scorecard. They had nothing on which to solidly ask the electorate to elect them. Um, when I say nothing, I mean, if you look at it in terms of the, 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 the indicators, the performance indicators, and, and, and by the way, they, they do not have a lot of statistics, maybe deliberately so. But from everything we know, poverty was very high. Unemployment was very high. Youth unemployment is very high. Um, the, the, this, this, the, the, the agricultural sector um, it was, is maybe, was maybe at the lowest point ever. Um, the, the, the tourism sector hasn't picked up very much. Of course, they kept talking about the construction of the hotels funded on the CBI, the Kempinski Hotel, which was opened in 2019, 
and uh, the the, um, the the one jungle bay opened in Sofria, reopened after having been damaged and, and closed for two years, and reopened at a new site. Um, these were good things. Uh, the jungle bay in particular was good because he's a legitimate businessman who, um, who you know who who has has tried to put out a good product. Um, Pentinsky, on the other hand, um, why are we happy that it opened, but it, it demonstrated trickery on the part of government. Um, in any way you, in, in the world that you, are, you have a five-star or supposedly five-star hotel opening, um, that hotel, by the time it opens, would at least have some guests would have, have because the marketing would have been done all along. And um, by the time they open, you would have this, maybe this hotel frequented maybe 40, 30, 40, 50 percent occupancy. We haven't seen that in the case of Penn It only leads one to, 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 to think that indeed that there was something other than just the hotel opening. There, there had some other reasons behind it. Maybe some money was skimmed off. Some, there was some plan to defraud the people. And, and we have heard of all about those schemes um, in 2019. So in spite of the, of the opening of Enkinski, we haven't seen a take-up in, in serious um, tourism activity. Besides that, we much talked about um, the, the Airport, international airport was never opened. Imagine um, the government is, 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 is talking about opening several hotels under the Economic Citizen Program, including Pentinsky, but had no serious plan for international airport. That's a major failure. So, so the economy was extremely weak in 2009. The few flashpoints like the, the hotel Pentinsky seemed to have been more trickery than anything else. I mean, they did mm-hmm. open, but they clearly there was a proper planning um, to all of this. And um, so the economy was, was, was extremely weak and, and, and in the government resorted to, to political tricks. And um, they, they resorted to, 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 to buying people. People, many people, the economy was that weak that many people were desperate. Desperate um, to, 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 put, to, to feed their children, desperate to, keep, to send their children to school. Because with a weak economy, they, they couldn't do that through earnings, through, through, through employment, through, through business, through investment, through entrepreneurship. So, so they had to rely a lot on handouts from, from government. And the government was able to, to provide those handouts precisely because, because there was an economic citizen which provided the resources that were able to do those things. But that is not a sustainable situation. That's not something that can continue. And we sounded the alarm in 2019 that indeed, the economic citizen program, because it has been corruptly managed, is at risk. It could be, it, it could be affected if the European Union were to review the visa-free access um, that we enjoy and, and other, carbon, um, or other OECS and, and carbon countries enjoy, and, and which is the basis on which we're able to sell those passports. If these things were to be reviewed, and as of Alpha Transparency International in 2019 report did advise you to, to, uh, to review those. And we warned that, that we had reasonable information that such a review will take place, and, and there's strong consideration of, 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 of withdrawing visa free access um, for, for Dominican nationals, which would mean essentially the end of the program as we know it. Not that the program itself would end, but the viability, the, 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 the attractiveness of, of, of the passports under the current program. Um, would be no more, and therefore there would be a great void. So that would mean that the economy would, would suffer quite a bit. It would mean that the, 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 the one thing that the government had, that they provided those 
these gifts you send, those handouts with um, would be no more. The one thing that the government had that, um, that allowed them to, to do certain programs like the, the um, employment programs, the NEP and the um, other social programs that they have put on. But some of those programs in themselves are not bad. They are good. They have been around for a while. Um, but, but they were funded from unsustainable resources. And if that were to be ripped off um, or, or, or if we were to lose those resources, all of these things would fall apart. So really and truly 2019 was, 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 was really a dull year in terms of the economy. Uh, and clearly the focus was on politics and using the one element, the one thing that they had, the corruptly managed CBI program, that's what the government used to be able to, to, to survive. It, it, it provided a, a cushion for the government. It was the crutch that the government were able to rely on to ensure that it could carry on some of its activities. So 2019 to short, but it was about elections. Now, on the question of the elections, we by now most people know what happened. The elections were, were, were just, um, was, was, when it actually happened, it turned out to be one that's not legitimate. That, in my view, lacked legitimacy. We have for a long time um, spoken about the fact that the, the, the voters of this needed to be cleansed, that ID card needed to be issued. And these were the critical reforms. There were other reforms that, that are needed, electoral reform. But these were the critical things that people clamored for people ask. Any reasonable person um, would have asked for those things. The OAS supported that call, the, the, the joint report of the OAS, the uh, Commonwealth, um, and CARICOM um, supported that call for those basic reforms to be done, and they were not given. And because those basic reforms were not given, and when the elections came about, we saw the results. What we saw was voter importation, importing of votes that would not have been possible on that scale had the voter list been cleansed, because if the voters list had been cleansed, persons who have been residing out of Dominica for more than, 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 than five years, persons who do no longer have a residence in Dominica in, in any real and tangible way, they would not have been in the list. So many of the persons who were important to vote would not have been able to. So that's why the government never wanted to, to clean the voter list. So, so it lacked legitimacy in that sense. And then we had the, the element of, of, um, of direct cheating. Of, mm -hmm. of, of many other election irregularities, voter impersonation. I mean, there have been many reports to, on, on those things. And, and many of those things happened, again, because of the, the second reform that was been asked for, the, um, the ID cards, voter ID cards. We've got proper identification of voters. And with the archaic system that we have at elections, where persons are only required to state their name. They're not required to give any piece of identification to prove that they are who they say they are. With that... Uh, AK system in place. It facilitated from all, for many reports we have gotten, um, many, many, many irregularities. Of course, there were other things that impacted the elections. There was the whole issue of the protest and how the government was able to use the protest against the opposition. I, I remember on one of the protests when, when, when the Prime Minister came on the radio um, exploiting um, what had happened um, in the closure of the road um, and talking about the fact that Dominica had lost um, um, business from cruise ships and, and this and, and that and playing on the emotions of people. But, but you know, people have a right to, 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 to protest. Um, you know, you, you, you don't come to somebody's house and steal from them and expect them to just stand up there and allow you to, to steal from them. But he, 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 he used that situation, played on the minds of the people. And that may have helped him a bit, the whole issue 
of how the, the protest was managing. In other instances, we saw, for instance, an instance where one particular gentleman um, was speaking to the bishop, and I think that didn't go down well with many people. And then we had the whole issue of the diplomatic passports, the Al Jazeera report, and, and that put a lot of doubts in the minds of people concerning um, the, the, the opposition and whether they were indeed um, um, doing what they preached. So, so all these issues also have that over, in addition to these issues, what above all these issues we think is the lack of voter cards and the, 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 list, the, the list that was not cleansed. These were maybe the biggest reasons why um, the elections were stolen, okay. why all they right. were able to get selections. So, so I, 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 I get the, the picture that you're painting, very vivid picture you paint for listeners about the, the conditions in Dominica right now. Um, mm-hmm. A couple of things jumped to, to my attention. Um, one of them being that uh, as the leader of a party that's not in government right now, it makes you a leader of the opposition. Not the leader of the opposition, but a leader of the opposition in the sense that you're vying to be the leader of the country instead of the current leader. So if, the, if, the, if your party was the party who was in contention for the election that just went by, with all the irregularities that we know were going to happen because they all happened in the previous two elections, would, would you have done anything differently? And, and, and I'm asking that because I'm asking it in the past, but of course it's a question for the next election, all right? Because, they, yes. because the government has been so successful in using it in the last two elections, we can only expect them to use it even more in the next election. So, so, yes. okay. so, <laughs> yeah. so what lessons did you learn from watching the way the opposition conducted the election? Um, and what would you have done differently? Yeah, no, I mean, that's a, a, a real good question and, and, and a tough one that I will answer as honest. As uh, yeah, honest. I mean, because I'm sure you, you, <laughs> you will have thought about it because you're like, wow, you know. But, but, but you're quite right that lessons have to be learned. We have to learn all those lessons and we're still distilling those lessons and, or analyzing them at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but all lessons be taken on board, that's for sure. But let's start with the fact that there, there need to be one voice one voice in in coordinating in in in, in, in coordinating oh, so, so let me let me ask you something specific Kent. in an environment yeah. like what the election just happened would would you have gone ahead and contested the election or would you have insisted that you not contest an election without electoral reform what was your take on that well there there, there are two things to that mm-hmm. in the absence of one voice in the absence of um um, one voice, maybe it would be best not to participate. But it's, it's, it's easier to say that after the thing has happened. Eh? Mm-hmm. My own position before it happened was that it would be good to participate, but with two conditions, with two, with, 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 but not just participate just like that. You, I, would want, I would want to participate provided that there was a credible path to prevent the government from cheating. If there was a credible path to 
prevent government from cheating, then one could have taken a chance and participated. But if there wasn't a credible path to prevent them from cheating, then there should have been no participation in the elections. Now, how are you going to determine that? You would have to, your ears would have to be close to the ground. You would have to have several strategies and, 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 and several points at which you would check and decide to go in or pull out. Now, so, so, so but it, it, it was genuinely a difficult call, but, but, but part of the reason for that difficult call was that... But Kent, why are you saying it was a difficult call? If you're saying that you would only contest the election if there was a credible path in which you could see yourself, you could see yourself, or the party, um, preventing the government from its shenanigans that it had used before. And obviously, there wasn't. So, so from your answer, I, I would have guessed that you would say, well, yeah, it was an easy call. Based on that criteria, it was an easy call not to contest. No? Yeah, well, I mean, I don't want to say that it was necessarily an easy call because people could have made other, um, other determinations. For instance, people could have decided that, that or, or for instance, if you didn't anticipate the level of, the level of, of cheating, Mm-hmm. If you didn't anticipate the amount of persons they were going to bring in, and some of that could not have been anticipated, or while while people knew about the, the attempts to bring in people, if you if you didn't anticipate the level, you may just have felt that um, you had enough votes to overcome it. Now you 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 your face you 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 would have had to be keenly um, aware of what's going on to be able to make that call. Um, the opposition may have made the call. They may have felt that they had enough votes, votes overcoming. Now, some of the, what, some of what happened in the end could have undermined the amount of votes that they had. That's what I'm saying. It might have been a difficult call. So, for instance, they may have felt that they had sufficient votes overcoming. But what happened with the um, Al Jazeera report could have eaten a, quite a bit into that, and that came towards the, the last end. I mean, I, I'm telling you, there are people who may have voted against the government, but just having heard this Al Jazeera report caused them to think twice. Mm-hmm. The, the amount of direct cheating that occurred, although you anticipated it, but, but the way the, the impersonations and the kinds of things that occurred this time around, one may not necessarily have anticipated that. So you, a call may have been made that, look, we have enough votes to, um, to overcome this, notwithstanding. And it would have been a, a, a reasonable call if indeed it was correct. Now, the, the other thing is this, and that's what I'm saying. Initially, I said speaking in one voice. I, I think there could have been a better um, uh, strategy for, for getting an overwhelming swing against the government. I do not think um, there, there was a strong enough bringing together of all forces, whether it be civil, um, civil service, um, not civil service, but um, NGO organizations, um, political parties, trade unions. Um, I, I, I don't think that we were speaking with one mind. I don't think we came together as one force, and we may have taken many, many things for granted. So I, I don't want to, 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 to make it um, look as if it was a very easy thing for the, um, to, to make that call. To make that call, one okay. Certainly learn all of these lessons and apply it to the next, the next one. Okay. So Let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Um, the other thing that you stressed on when you were painting the picture of, 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 of the exit from 2019 into 2020 was the bleak economic 
um, position of the country, the, the, the absence really of economic activity outside of the, of the, of the, of the sale of passports. Um, what, what can you... Okay, let me, let me, free, let me, let me, let me circle back a little bit because one of, the, one of the main things I want to achieve tonight is to start the conversation is to give you the opportunity to start the conversation, to have the listeners start looking at you and the Freedom Party as a viable alternative to form the next government. All right? So, so let's, let's take that question in that perspective. If we want the listeners who are listening to us right now, and by extension, when they, they are in conversation with their loved ones and their friends or arguments with their adversaries, whatever, to, to suggest or to start to, to contemplate the Freedom Party forming the next election in this environment of really dire economic um, circumstances. How, how do you see... Uh, 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 us as citizens, maybe even before the next election, even in the interim, um, how would you approach um, trying to, 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 to relieve the, the conditions in the country for, for the Dominicans, both, let's say, before the next election and after the next election when you, when you, when you become right. prime minister? All right, before and after. Okay, well, I guess we can start with the before. Because before, mm-hmm. comes, yeah. before after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, you know, that's, that's something we are giving some serious thought to in our planning going forward as a political party. Um, and any political party, the, the aim is to get into government um, so that you can manage the affairs of the country towards uh, the goal of a country. and. Most countries have the same goal. We want to improve the quality of life of citizens and future generations and so on. So your, your chief aim as a party is to get into political office and the strategies you do to do that. And we'll be, we'll be doing that part as well. But we recognize, too, that as a party, we, we don't want to just sit back and just do that, that typical element of, 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 of party politics. We recognize that our country is in such a dire position that it's citizens and have to, have, to, have to step up in spite of the government, in spite of the fact that we have a government that is not credible, in spite of the fact that we have a government that has no legitimacy, we have to step up. When we say no legitimacy, we, we just discuss what the element of it, the cheating and all of that. It means that they don't have a right. They didn't rightfully get into office. They don't have that right. But also, they have no credibility. And, and, and therefore, um, nobody trusts them. They don't have um, 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 perf- performance legitimacy either. They have not performed in the past, and, 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 and nobody trusts this government. And given the picture, I think, it, as you said, mm-hmm. it means that where will Dominica go? Will we just keep sinking lower and lower and lower if something does? Because nobody trusts this government. Governments, other governments don't trust them, especially democratic governments. So they are unable to bring in grant resources. Think of all what happened after Maria, and think of all the pledges and ask have any of these pledges come in and I would say to you very, very few. And the reason is why. Um, I, I would want to say to you part of the reason is that nobody trusts this government because they're corrupt. 
um, think of investors. There are many, many investors who will not touch Dominica, the bona fide investors who will not touch Dominica under the government. They don't have legitimacy to live. The diaspora, our own people living outside who have, this, who have skills or, or, or who have resources that can be accessed um, to help our country. Most people won't trust this government, won't bring it in, won't come to Dominica, won't, won't decide to make any, any, any significant move in investment or, 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 or personal movement under this government. So where do we go from here? Are we just going to sink? So what we, we, we intend to do as a party is, even while we're in a position, to begin to do everything we can to, to, to bring economic activity to our country. Um, for instance, given that the government has no, no legibility, no credibility, part of what we want to do is to reach out to our people in the diaspora, to reach out to them and to say, this is our country despite this government. We have to develop this country despite this government. The kinds of things the government needs to do, because people don't trust them, our party will need to put ourselves in a position of trust where people can, can begin to trust some of the things that we want to put forward. Uh, let me just take an example. I, without giving an example, it's difficult to, 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 to see fully what we say. Mm-hmm. But suppose we were to say, for instance, that um, we need investments in, in, um, in, in, in tourism, right? Right. Now, to get serious investments in, in tourism, of course, an individual can decide, you know, something, let me... Um, come Dominican, build a house, and so on, or, or build a small boutique something, and, um, and, and take my chances and see if it works, and so on. But uh, 10 individuals, 20 individuals coming together um, provides a, 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 a better um, avenue or provides a, a more um, efficient um, way of investing so one person maybe can put one million and that may do a, a little boutique something, but maybe 10 persons with 10 million, you get more savings and investment is better economies of scale, better economies of scope. But you, you need an organizer. A government should do that, but, but, but the truth is people don't trust the government. So a, a political party in opposition, which can put organization together, can encourage the diaspora to do those kinds of things. I, I use that example, but there are other kinds of things mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. There is a, a, a need for agro-tourism. There's a need for, for, um, to, to support our rural people with investments. Um, now, now agro-tourism, Dominica, in fact, today I was, I was, I was um, just at a, a consultation where they're preparing a community development um, um, strategy. But, but there is so much scope for, for community tourism, for agricultural tourism. But the big issue will be how are we going to get these kinds of investments to support our farmers? A government can put together, let's say, a, a, a venture capital fund or some kind of fund and that's credible that maybe our diaspora can invest in. But the truth is, if, our, if this government puts it in place, nobody will buy into it. I mean, the people who came down to vote for this government are not the people, the, the people who cheated who came down to vote this government are not the people with the resources, are maybe not the people with the kinds of skills. Those with the resources and skills, they are not prepared to get into that kind of cheating and that kind of thing. These people will not trust this government. But suppose a political party like the Freedom Party were to put together a venture capital fund and we were to put all the, the proper processes in place, there is likely to be more trust for that than for the government in power. 
So these are the kinds of things that our party we're going to be. I'm saying this openly, and I suppose any other party can do it too, because now that I have voiced it, other people can do it, but that's okay. If anyone can do what we are suggesting, then go ahead and do it, because the truth is we need to support our people, whether it's our party or some other party that wants to get into that role. But this is the kinds of things we are thinking of. How do we step into the gap, given the government lacks credibility, lacks legitimacy, lacks um, trustworthiness, these things will hamstring them. These things will prevent them from being able to lead Dominica in, um, um, forward. How does a political party come in and substitute? So these are the kinds of things that we'll be looking at. Beyond the normal things, I mean, people normally try to bring a little help here, a little help there, um, organize um, with the diaspora to get um, some equipment for the hospital. These things are good. But we are saying it has to get beyond that. It has to get to a point where we are organizing uh, a more significant investments big and using our position of trust, using our position that people trust us, people know us. And, and, and we have to bring on board more people, uh, more, more persons into the Freedom Party, um, persons who are trustworthy, persons who are, who are capable, um, who are honest. You see, this is the brand the Freedom Party has been promoting, credibility, capability, honesty. Um, but once you have that as a base, you're in a better position to, 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 to get people to listen to you. So Now, not only the diaspora, you can also interface with other investors. Um, you could, you know, uh, tell them some of the reasons or explain to them some of the reasons why, despite the government, it could still be a viable investment opportunity and work with them to see it and to bring it through. So these are some of the things we would want to do in the next year, two years, three years, five years, if at all the government lasts that long, that these are some of the kinds of things we will be paying attention to. That's, that's an interesting statement that you just made. So I'm going to forego my next question and ask you to expand on that a little bit. You said if at all the government lasts that long, one year or two years or three years. Um, yes. You, 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 as an economist as well, do you see the risk is, I yes. mean, expand on that statement somewhat. Yeah. Well, well, there are two two risks. One, I will, I will, I, as an economist, I can expand on. The other one, I can just mention and and, and, and hope <laughs> that they, that is not the case for their own sakes. But the first is the economic risk. The fact is this: this country has depended on the economic citizen program. I mean, remove the economic citizen program, and you have a country that will crash. Literally, um, the economic citizen program became uh, accounts for close to forty percent of, of of government revenue, maybe fifty percent of government revenue. That means if you remove this entirely, you 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 would barely be able to to meet all your recurrent expenditure. You would not be able to meet any capital expenditure. A capital expenditure talks about things like building roads, building schools, building the physical infrastructure, and other things that are considered to be capital. Mm -hmm. Your recurrent expenditure includes your payment of your civil servants, um, buying jobs at the hospital, and and those kinds of uh, recurrent um, expenses that you have um, to run a country. If we were to lose the economic system program, the government will be at risk or even paying civil servants, buying drugs, let alone even doing things like billionaire, but definitely they won't be able to do those kinds of things. All the pen, campaigns can, all the hotels that are coming up, if they're unable to build an international airport, 
these things, uh, these hotels will almost be meaningless if you cannot bring people down to Dominica, or if you don't have another credible way of bringing people in, for instance, maybe charter, um, bringing in um, or subsidizing flights or whatever until it, it can be self-sustaining. If you cannot do these things, then these hotels mean absolutely nothing. So w- what I'm saying is that if we were to lose the economic program, you're going to have a great economic disaster on your hands. And um, that will, will turn many persons against the government. Many persons will realize that they will be lied to. Even the housing program, for instance, all the housing that they have promised, when, if once people realize that those things are no longer going to be so, um, where they, they, they are unable to get the money from the economic citizen program, then, then a lot of their popularity will wane. What we'll have is um, um, you, you, you would have a, a, a situation of increased crime happening as people become more and more and more desperate. That's only one hand. But that coupled with, 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 with the other element I'm going to talk about now is really what could undo them. From everything we have heard, and we, I, don't, I cannot say for now that, that I, well, I, this has not been confirmed, so I cannot say for sure, but we have heard reasonable information that the, the administration has been investigated. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember asking one U.S. official that question, and he, he basically said to me, you know, I cannot answer your question, but he said to me, but you'll be sure that we are looking at everything that the government is doing. Uh, well, well, we're looking at every, every passport that they sell. <laughs> so rather, not everything. Every, he said, every he said that, that, they that they're looking at every passport that they sell? All the names, all the names, they are closely scrutinizing everyone that they are selling passports to. Mm. Um, so the information we have had is that the, 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 uh, it looks like our government have gotten into, into situations where they have undermined the security interests of other countries, where they have um, facilitated uh, money laundering, where they have facilitated other uh, criminal activity, and they have been investigated. If this is indeed the case, um, it could result, and, and if this is indeed the case and there is any move to, to um, not that the U.S. does those kinds of things lightly, but if there's any move to apprehend um, any high government official involved in undermining security interests and money laundering and sanctions, Boston, and all these things that we have spoken about for the last few years, if there's any move for that, in that regard, coupled with the fact of, of, of an economic um, disaster, then you could see this government ending way before the five years. Now, concerning the CBI, again, I have not confirmed it, but it's not, it's not, it's not unexpected. We have already heard that it's difficult to bring in CBI resources into Dominica. We have already heard that. Um, even before the elections, we heard about the fact that the National Bank could not receive those funds because if they were to receive those funds, the corresponding banking relations would be withdrawn, which is critical to the National Bank or any bank. Um, the question becomes, why is that so? It, if this is the case, it means that indeed, the government and the program is under close scrutiny. Um, that, that, that would definitely um, signify that. But also, it could be that there's already moves against the government to punish them economically. It Maybe there already moves to, 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 to so use the financial system 
to, to, to devoid the government or stop the government of the kinds of resources. The, I, the, 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 so so if, if that's the case, we, we may already be seeing the beginning of the end for this government. And, um, so it's a matter of time. Um, but that's why I said one, two, three, four years. See, these two things together, the economic crisis and any, 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 legal, any move against the government to, to, to apprehend some of those that may have been involved in in, in criminal activity, these two could, get, could cause, cause the government to fall. Um, but that is the reason why I said it. But I said one, two, three, four, five years. They may jolly well last the five years, but we, we have to put ourselves in a position to be able to, to, to move quickly. Now, notice as well that although the U.S. although the U.S. kind of accepted the government, um, if you heard, I heard on MO News when they reported on the ambassador, Congratulating the, 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 the government on its on its election, um, but at the same breath, they also said we are also encouraging you to implement the reforms, the reforms that that you have promised. So I think they're under pressure to implement those reforms. Now, now, should those reforms be implemented? Our view is that elections should be called as soon as possible thereafter. There could be pressure on the government to do that, right? Um, judging from, from, from the stance the, gov- the, 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 um, the U.S. seem to be taking, they are definitely re- expecting them to implement the re- reforms. As to how soon after elections will be held, I'm not sure if the U.S. has a position on that, but our own position as a party, that elections should be held soon after that. And we will definitely be keeping up the pressure for the government to just that because they have no legitimacy. They stole the elections, if we were to use that word. They have no legitimacy. So our, our view is that, correct this thing, have electoral reforms, and call elections as soon as possible. As soon as but possible. the call for those elections to be held as soon as possible will gain more credence as those things happen, as the economy trum- um, crumbles, as the government is weakened, as people begin to realize that it's all a lie, that, it's, that this government um, misled them, that the economy is weak, they can no longer provide the kinds of gifts because of the, the, the lack of the resources to do this. As this happens, the call for electoral reform and the call to collections as, as, as soon as, as, as feasible thereafter will become stronger and stronger and the government will have... Um, um, less of an ability to resist it. So again, all of that is why I'm saying two, three, four years, who knows? Mm-hmm. So, the, Kent, the Freedom Party chose not to contest this last election. Right. Um, what, what is the relation, well, I don't know if you, if you were able to talk about that because, uh, but, but, is there some coordination between the Freedom Party and the United Workers Party? Was there some coordination? Is there an existing coordination? Uh, and if no. there's not, uh, is there no. plans for the Freedom Party to approach the United Workers Party at all? Or what, what, what's, what's going on? Okay, sorry, what was the last part of the question? Plans for? I am saying, if, there if, if, if there's no coordination between the two parties, official coordination or formal coordination that you can speak of, um, is that one of the things that you would consider or you are considering um, trying Going to see forward. how you could work with them as a united um, opposition? Yeah. Well, I would tell you, looking back, 
there was no, when we made our decision to, 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 to not contest the election, that was a totally independent decision by the Freedom Party. We, we, we first of all considered where we were as a party. And part of the issue for us, and that's why, again, we'll be coming to the diaspora and we'll be asking you guys for your support. Um, part of the issue was that we had candidates, we had very willing candidates, people who were willing to, 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 to run and go up for us. But the problem is, for many of them, they were not in a, a, a financially secure position to be able to do that. They were not at a stage where they could have jumped off. Now, the reality is, in our, our kind of countries, that few, very few people are often in that position or can get into that position easily, um, especially the kind of politics, the victimization that we play. So, so, so given that many of them will be ready for the next time, they were not quite ready this time, if we could have gotten persons to help them, if, and now I'm joining a decision between helping and buying, we will, we will never buy anybody, and we will not ask anybody to sell anything. But in reality, if we had other persons who could have recognized this, the, the, the ability of those potential candidates and could have helped them in one way or the other, um, we could have, we could have fielded more, more persons. But because of that financing, financing situation, we were not able to fill in a full slate. And it also delayed us because we were looking all along, we were trying to solve that issue all along. But we were already intended, we had already intended to fill 21 candidates. Um, of course, we would have kept our ears to the ground and would have always acted in the best interest of the country. But um, from a starting point, we were already intended to do that. But we, we fell behind in looking for that. And, 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 and Kerit, of course, started to play games with the dates and so on. So in the two other political parties going ahead of us and, and announcing the, the, all the candidates, there was a lot of pressure on the party to, to not split the vote. So although at the end we could have had five, six candidates, the pressure on the party not to split the votes, we had to take a serious look at it. And given what we knew, that the government was, the, the, the Labour Party was seriously planning to, to steal the elections, we did not want to create a situation where the splitting of the votes would have given them an easier pass. Um, so, so, so when we looked at all of that, we made that decision. I will tell you, though, that we, we would have entertained and we were willing to, and we even started a conversation concerning working together with, the, with, 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 other, with other persons. But, but timing wasn't, wasn't good. Um, we, didn't, we didn't have sufficient time to really push this the way um, in the best interest of the country. So we decided to take an independent decision to step out of the race and allow a straight fight between the two political parties. But going forward, many people have been saying to us, we understand what you did. You, you, in a sense, you made a sacrifice. You sacrificed your, yourself. Um, and, but now is your time. Now is the time for the party to, 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 to now build on what you have created. Because we had created a lot of goodwill in Dominica and, 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 and in the diaspora as well, a lot of goodwill. People like what we were saying, people like the message, they like the, the transparency, they like the, the integrity that we brought to the table. And they said, okay, now, now is your time to do that. And we have set about doing that. But at this, by the same breath, we recognize that, that it will take a national effort. And we will fight hard. We will fight hard, but we will remain very flexible. It will require all our people recognizing the great danger that we are in recognizing that what happened at the last election 
and that as a people, this has to be a people's reaction rather than a political reaction. It has to be less about a political party and now more about saving the country. So as a political party, we are very open to saving the country. In doing that, and to working with others to save the country, in doing that, we have to learn many of the lessons from the past. We have to be able to get our message across strong and clear. We have to educate people. We have to overcome some of the dirty tricks that the Labour Party played. For instance, when I say dirty tricks, well, let's say dirty politics. They have they 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 avoided their position as much as possible of any any airplay on DBS radio on Kyrie. They monopolized the the areas as much as they could. We have to overcome that because many people do not hear what we have to say because they deliberately encourage them not to listen to the channels that the opposition voices are on, and they deny access to the voices um, to 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 the, the channels that that the government voices use. So many people, I, I remember, for instance, speaking to a guy, I went into a supermarket and he was a security guard there. And he's telling me how he didn't, um, how, 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 after the Al Jazeera report, how can Lennox do this and do that? I started a conversation with him. And then I asked him, did you listen to the thing yourself? The whole thing yourself? He said, no. I said, well, where did you get your information? He said, well, listening to Kyrie. Right there, the guy did not listen to the, 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 the documentary. He did not listen to the opposition um, 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 points on the other stations. He only listened to Kyrie, and he was convinced. It's only after he spoke with him, he began to see a little bit of light. So we have to have strategies to overcome that. That information gap has to be overcome. We have to get whichever way. We have to get to the people. Um, I'm thankful that Q95 is now covering more, more persons. I hope they continue to grow in terms of coverage. But beyond radio, we have to use the internet, we have to use, and, and, and Freedom Party uh, will, will do more of that in terms of using social media to reach the young people. That's part of the planning that we're doing right now. Use the social media more effectively, use internet radio more effectively, get that into the communities, get that into the rum shots, get our information out there in tongue hall meetings. We've got to do a much more effective job at counteracting the negative propaganda of the Labour Party and in, in counteracting the way in which they prevent the people, they keep the people ignorant and prevent them from hearing the truth. That has to be a major onslaught. All of that we will need help with. We will need help from the diaspora. For well, well, that, well that, is what, that is what I was going to say next, because you know you realize we're coming to the end. We're fast approaching the end of the hour. There's like, there's like three, five minutes done. So, so in, the, in the few minutes that's left, that's what I was going to ask you. Most of the listeners that we have are in the diaspora, although we do have listeners in Dominica, uh, and even now we have more listeners because there's a local station, in, well, it's, uh, an online radio station, um, RVR Jams, but they do have a DigiPlay channel, Channel 59, and they carry um, This Week in Interview Live. So, so you're live on that channel. Um, right. But I was going to ask you to make your case to the audience of This Week in Interview um, for support. Do your elevated pitch as to as to what is it that that you will be proposing, and and what ways in which um, they should help, and 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 why they should help. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me start with why they should help. Huh? Let me start with mm-hmm. why they should help because I believe we are the Freedom Party and all of us. We, well, I believe we should create a Dominica that's beyond those of us who live here. 
those of us who are here. Because the truth is, we all love our country. We all remember, especially those of my age and a little younger and, and older, we have fond memories of our country. And the truth is, when you leave your country, your, your birth country has, a, has quite a, a thing on you, it has quite a hold on you. When you leave your country and go to another country, you, 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 you always remember your country, number one, you always miss it. Um, even if it's, it's not quite as, as advanced as, as the country that you have gone to. And then you also realize you, you are never fully integrated into your new adopted country. Maybe your children would be, and over time, maybe that could happen, but you're never fully integrated in your country. But I believe there's something special about Dominica, those of us who were born there, and, 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 and if we could bring back our children to, 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 to understand that, there's something special about Dominica that is worth saving. We, we need to create a homeland that is ours. You, you, you know, the Indians are all... Are all um, you know, I, I, I always remember the story of India where they were able to send out many of their people to, to American schools and universities. And they, they used that knowledge that they gained in those countries to, 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 to go back home and, and, and develop India, you know, the power of the diaspora. Um, I believe Dominica is truly an incredible country, a great country, a great template, a great slate on which to create something special that all of us could be a part of, those in the diaspora and those at home, um, you know. So, 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 so from that point of view, it, it's, it's in the interest of the diaspora to ensure that we can create that country. And uh, that is why I am saying that we are at a stage right now where the economy in Dominica is so weak that financing from Dominica for political activity is, is very, very, very low. Um, we experienced this election period, very low. The economy is very, I mean, I can't, I can't, I mean, we are already discussed it. Um, that leads us to look to our people in the diaspora to help us um, bridge that gap. Now, when, but what we are saying, though, is not just a matter of your love for your country and creating, um, and, and creating that homeland that, that we can all be proud of. There could actually be opportunities, investment opportunities in Dominica that we can all take advantage of. I honestly believe that Dominica can create such a, a great tourism product that we can become among the richest in the Caribbean if we, if, if we manage our country well, if we, if we, if we um, use our Isle of Beauty very well and market it well and so on. If we, we need to use the gifts and the talents in the diaspora to help us do that. We need to use the investments in the diaspora to help us do that. We're not necessarily everybody should come back home, but everybody could, could invest in some way. I, I believe we can convert Dominica to a place where the returns on the investment. So it, besides the fact that we love our country, there could actually be a return to invest in Dominica. We can create that country. And, and, and we have a right to do this because this is our land, this is our birthright. Nobody can take that away from us. Um, so we, we, we can create that, that, that piece of gold um, uh, in terms of investments that, that, that is Dominica. So for that reason, I would want the diaspora to, to pattern with us. Now, the, the other thing is that we also have to have a heart for the people who are in Dominica. You know, I, as they always say, charity begins at home. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when, when somebody is in difficulty, the, your first, the first set of people you go to is family, yeah? People who are not your family sometimes don't, it, it doesn't bother them as much that you are in difficulty. But your brother, your sister, your uncle, your, 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 your nephew will care and say, bro, bro I, I, I'll help you out. They may not help out another stranger, but they'll help you out. So to the point 
to the extent that 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 our Dominicans or outside have done well to the point that they have skills that, that can be used. I, 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 and, and to the extent that our own country is in, is in trouble, I would really appeal to people, do not turn your backs. Even if you have a government now that has no legitimacy and no credibility, do not turn your back. Instead, say, I want to help turn that around. And part of the way of turning that around is to work with a, 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 a political party like the Freedom Party, with integrity. What we promise you is integrity. What we promise you is honesty. What we promise you is good thinking. What we promise you is, is, is to be transparent and to listen. And, and what we want to do is an opportunity in the upcoming year to come to you and have some discussions with you. Bring some solid proposals to you as how you can help, how you can help Dominica, how you could help um, to some of the things you already do, like your, your, your remittances. That's greatly appreciated. Um, some of the other things that you do when you respond during the hurricane or uh, during natural disasters to send home, that is great and that's uh, appreciated. But there are some other things we want to, to help you, we want you to record, to consider. Um, some other um, things, so as, as, as I said earlier, some other investments that can possibly be done in spite of the government, some um, engagement in venture capital that can be done in spite of the government. Uh, we want you to con- and we'll come and present some concrete proposals to you. But, but, but in addition to that, we, 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 we have to appeal to you to also support us politically because some of these things we will be doing, some of these proposals we need to come to you with. It takes effort, it takes time. We need to, to write those things, we need to think of those things, we need to discuss them. We, you know, we, we, so we really need your help in every way that we can um, um, help to turn this country around. It is your brothers and we are your brothers keepers. We have family, uncles, and, and so on in Dominica. It's our responsibility to help them because who else will? The U.S. persons who are not, um, you know, have no relation to Dominicans may not care as much. If we die, we die. If we don't die, we don't die. But I guess those of us, you know, we, we care. So let's continue to care. So let's not turn our back. Let's care. And, and, and part of the way to do that is to, to support a party like the Freedom Party which will be engaged in our efforts to, 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 for better governance, to get into government so that we can better govern this country. But even before we get there, to engage in the kinds of things we need to do to, to bring investments and to help Dominica move forward. Well, certainly. So we'll be coming with those kinds of things. Yeah, and, and that's a good place to, to leave it for tonight. Um, listeners, I hope you, you got educated tonight in the in the vision, or part of the vision anyway, the outlook, the approach that the, the leader of the Freedom Party, the political leader of the Freedom Party, is proposing to, to take, the approach that he's proposing to take. As I said at, at the top of the show, the whole situation looks like it's an elephant. And so we had to take one bite at a time. Um, also, we have to start to develop that capacity where we have a party who is able to step into the realm of, of leadership in the country if some of those things that were spoken about tonight does happen, that, that the country doesn't descend into almost a stateless place where, where the government collapses and there is not uh, an organized party with the capacity to step in and to take the reins, and, and which would result in chaos. So, so I hope I hope you um, understood what, what, what was being said tonight. I will I look forward to your feedback. And Kent, uh, we have to continue this conversation. 
I know you had yes. your first um, strategic planning session on Saturday, and you have the intention to continue. So yes. you have an invitation to, to, to keep TDN informed and up-to-date, yes. and, um, and it, we'll accommodate you as much as possible to get the message out. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah, I mean, so, well, let's plan this pretty soon because we didn't talk about some of what we wanted to talk about tonight. I wanted to go a little deeper into the, the, the vision for Dominica, the kind of vision we should have as a people, and some of the things that are already keeping us back um, from achieving that vision and what we as a political party would want to do to, to, to help overcome some of these challenges and these issues that really keep us back from achieving um, oh, Certainly. So, so we'll come back soon. Um, and, 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 yes. and, of course... I think what we did tonight was good. It sort of laid the groundwork, see what's, you know, what's happening. It will give you a chance to, to solidify some of those ideas a little more. And, right, um, and soon, and in the very near future, we'll have you back. Um, and we'll right. continue the conversation. So thank you again for taking the time to be with us. Yes. Um, I appreciate it. And I wish you, your family, the party, and Dominicans all the best for 2020. Thank you very much, my brother. Appreciate it very much. All right, thank yeah. you. All right, good night. Okay. Well, listeners, there you had it, our first um, episode, our first program for, for this year. So I want to say good night. Um, I want to say thank you to, to my guest, Mr. Kent Vital. Um, Kent is uh, a former classmate of mine at grammar school. I, I think we were in every class together for five years. Um, I believe Kent, Kent and I were so he's somebody that I know well enough um, as teenagers, but that usually foretells the type of person that you become as an adult. But more than that, um, he's decided to step forward in a very difficult political environment in Dominica. And so when, when folks um, offer themselves for service, we have to, we have to watch it and, and appreciate the fact that they step forward and, 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 and try to help them all of us have to help them so that they do not have to let's put it the other way we know that when someone goes up for politics or offers themselves to serve they get propositions from persons who do not have the best interests of the country at heart uh, and, and if those politicians have the support of the people then it's easier for them to recognize those propositions in the first place and also to rebuff them. So, so sometimes when we see we have corrupt politicians, we have to take some of the blame because maybe we make it too difficult for, for those who are willing to serve, to, to, to put themselves up for service without almost a total sacrifice of their family's um, fortunes. So, so let's look at that, and let's keep our eyes open. Um, I'm sure Kent will be coming back, and, 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 and maybe you will find a way that you can align your, your thoughts and your objectives for Dominica with those that he's presenting on behalf of his party. They will provide the opportunity for you to also make your input into the ideas and suggestions and the visions that will be presented. And, and, and you will make your decision by, you know, that way. Um, TDN Radio is not necessarily endorsing one party or another party. What we want is to give people the opportunity to present their ideas and what they are about and give you the opportunity to listen, make your judgment, 
and to participate. What we don't want is for you to sit back and watch it happen. What we want is for you to get the information and to take action based on, on the decisions and the conclusions that you come to from the information that we give you. So I want to tell you good night. Thank you for stay, for listening um, this um, program, this week, this week in interview. My regular listeners, I love being with you. I missed you guys. It's good to be back. Um, first time listeners, come back next week, Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be doing this all over again. Listeners on RVR Jams in Dominica. Uh, uh, you know you can, you can get RVR Jams on um, DigiPlay, Channel 59, and, and prof, um, carrying some of TDN Radio program. On Friday, Sam um, hosts FYI Fridays, and um, he and I have a conversation on there as well where we deal with current affairs, and, and we get to hear our opinions. I, I, I ask you to join us. It's a, it's a really lovely show. And, and listeners, um, the feedback we get is that listeners look forward to it. So join us then as well. And, and all the other shows that we have, you know, um, Experience Creole, we have shows on Saturday mornings, and we add in to, to the roster. So, so go on tdnradio.net, and you can get a full listing of the programs. We have something for all tastes and all, all, all preferences. So I'm sure you will find something there that appeals to you. It's Calypso season. Um, semifinals is coming up. Uh, you know, we. I know. I know there are concerns about um, gathering in groups. Um, let's let's be sensible with the choices that we make, and, and make sure that we're not spreading panic. But at the same time, we're taking necessary precautions. Let's demand a little more um, information and responsibility from our leaders so that, therefore, you can make the choices that you need to make. So, once again, good night. We do this again next week, Wednesday. I look forward to it. I'm happy to be back. And uh, have a good night. Have a great weekend. And um, join us for FYI Fridays um, at 12 noon. Actually, it's, um, yeah. it's 10 a.m. Eastern to 12 noon. All right? Or is it 11? Yeah, yeah, 10, 10 to 12. 10 o'clock Eastern time. Okay, join us. Sam hosts that, and I join him for part of the time, and we have wonderful discussions. I look forward to seeing you then, and good night. Thank you to my guest, Kent Vital. Um, all the best as you and your colleagues try to see what you can do to wrestle that beast in front of you um, in the form of the challenges that face Dominica and Dominicans. Good night. So we'll do this again next week. <laughs>